It's an emoji. Emoji. It's yeah. an emoji. Yeah, that's what they call. That's what they call it. An emoji. You know what this is? What it's from? What? It's called "Making It Rain." Oh, is it a movie or something? Or no, it's or from, that's just uh, a... no, it's rappers when they go into strip clubs, they make it rain. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, that's where oh it my came god. From. Uh, I gotta but go it's... into a I gotta go into a strip club now and just make it. I mean, I'll leave right away. I'm not gonna stay, but I'm gonna make <laughs> it rain. You're gonna. Go in, make it rain, and get out. Entry music. It's the Bob and Josh show. We stay in the theme of self-advocation and talk about pay and getting paid what you deserve. But we also make sure we flip it around for those leaders out there. Make sure you're paying people what they deserve. If you want the best, you got to pay for the best. That's the way it works. Take care of your folks. If you like what we're doing, drop us a note. Discord, Twitter. TikTok, anywhere. We don't care. More importantly, give us a thumbs up or a comment on YouTube. We're really investing there and any engagement helps rank us higher. Thanks for helping us out. And here we go. On to the episode. This episode is focused on on paying people like pay up exclamation point. And the and the uh the byline is uh pay people what they are worth. Yeah. And what does that look like? And why do we have trouble, you know, trouble with that? And I think the inspiration, Josh, was, and I'm going to pass it to you because I'm, you know, sports metaphors are not my forte. But we were talking about football, and and uh, there's there's lessons to be learned in the quarterbacks, any position, but quarterbacks. Uh, sometimes quarterbacks get paid, and sometimes they don't. It's not always tied to performance. What are some of the and what's his name T- today or yesterday? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson got so he got paid. He did. <laughs> I can't. I can't help it. My hands are like instantaneously <laughs> like making it right. Uh, that's so, perfect. Yeah, and and we thought the timing was really good, given that uh, in the NFL it's the weekend of the draft, so there's a lot of folks that are. Um, going to sign big deals and hopefully get what they think that they're worth. And um, y- yeah, so that, so that was a key driver for, for us just because we saw in the community, Lamar is a really good example of a guy that won the MVP at least once and right. is a tremendous player, but oh. his team wasn't paying him and that went on for months and other people were signing deals and it was just like okay so what what does this mean for him like why do they not value him like what's the issue there and i'm sure all of you actually not i'm sure i know all of you think that you deserve more money than you're getting paid right now because that's one lesson that i've learned is everybody believes they should get paid more everybody Except, except, except maybe Bob Galen. I think Bob except, Galen is the one rare exception. Odd. Yeah. I, I am an odd, odd exception. I'm working on it. You're working with me. You're coaching me, babe. I've yes. been trying for a decade You're, plus. That's probably true. <laughs> Bob, you need to charge more. Yes. Bob. Uh, yes. Stop doing uh, things for free, Bob. I know. I know. you. Yeah. Had, <laughs> we've had these serious conversations. <laughs> but, but it's one of those but, things but, that... It's a delicate issue, and and previous episodes have been on advocating for yourself. So there's some of that that plays into this episode where you have to 
fight for yourself. No one's going to fight for you to get paid like you think you should more than you. You might have a great manager that they are going to go and they're going to talk to whoever they need to talk to, the CFO, the investors, whatever it might be, to try and get you the money they think that you deserve. But I guarantee they will not fight for you as hard as you will fight for you. So don't leave that on the table. And that's what today's episode is about, is about arming all of our listeners with the tools to be able to have productive conversations about this type of situation. Well, it's not just about that, though. Like, sometimes leaders listen to the Metacast. Yeah. So all you leaders, all y'all leaders out there, leaders, managers, directors, VPs, C-level folks, this cast is for you. Stop being cheap, right? Stop, stop nickel and diming great people. Pay people what they're worth. I remember a few Metacasts, quite a, probably more than a few ago. Remember you brought a scenario from someone who reached out to you and she, what was it? The scenario, what uh, HR offered her something, or there was yeah. a salary range, but then someone like lowballed her. Yep. Handling Remember the lowball offers. Yep. It was a lowball yeah. offer. Uh, who did it to her? Was it HR or was it the leader, the manager? Do you remember? It was, uh, in the end, they 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 um, uh, described it as a miscommunication within their organization. Oh, oh yeah, 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 exactly. My exactly. my patoot. So of course a, there was no real responsibility taken in that situation. It was okay. Oh, well, we'll just try and put that. But it was box. a low ball, right? It was yes, it was awful, it was. and she, and and she was she was taken aback. She was excited about the job mm -hmm. and taken aback. I, I think the key thing. So there's the advocating for yourself side, money advocation, advocating for yourself. But there's also leaders listening to this. Pay people what they're worth. Stop nickel and diamond people. It's not, and particularly now, you talk about like seller's market versus a buyer's market. So remember like a year ago, Josh, roughly a year ago, it was a what? A buyer's market uh, in that job hunters ruled mm -hmm. and and uh, and they could demand more, I, I guess, yeah. salary levels. And they were, mm -hmm. right? Or people, and now... Now with the economy the way it is, I think it's a um, it's a buyer's market. Uh, yeah, it, it's degree. just the supply of talented people has gone up because of all the layoffs across right. so many of these companies, like in the thousands. Yes, and I have friends that are in the hiring space, and the issue they have now is wading through all of the resumes that come in. It used to be, Hey, we couldn't get the people that we wanted. We just weren't getting enough people. And now it's yep. the opposite. Now you post a job and you get thousands of folks. And then how do yep. you work through that? And I think that's a good problem to have, but also it's still a problem. Um, so that, so that's something that makes it more difficult for someone to find that job at the pay that they believe. Like I, Here's an example, uh, interviewed at Amazon years and years ago, and it was going to be a 80% cost of living increase for me and my family to move from Raleigh, North Carolina to Seattle. And they offered me a job, but there was no 80% bump based on cost of living. And I pushed back on that. I said, hey, listen, I would love to take the job, but I can't because I'll end up like losing money in this whole deal. And they were like, that's okay. There's five people behind you that are willing to take less money to come and work here. So no big deal. I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's how it is. 
but that's the that's the world that unfortunately a lot of companies play in especially you know now. what though but it's the quality they they missed out oh i know I'm not jo- they missed no i'm serious they missed out on josh anderson mm-hmm. for goodness sakes right and you may not be a bob galen i i will say that did i did you did i just say that that was very good yeah but but you I I try, but but no, they missed they missed out. It's like this Lamar Lamar Jackson could have left. Mm-hmm. They were risking. I mean, he, he they have like a, like a leading quarterback, and they were jerking around on the money, right? And they they were just missing the mark and not delighting him. And the more time that went on. Uh, he was losing interest in the, I mean, he was a life, he was a, a really lifetime Raven. He was really, he likes Baltimore. He mm-hmm. likes the team. He liked the organization. But then there's this question of, well, how do you treat me? And what you offer, like pay it, everyone, tells someone that is, that is a tangible message that says, I respect you. I appreciate you. You are worth this you are worth the money and like pay it and they they blew that yeah and i think it's i don't think there's a recovery from that yes they signed him yes they got the big deal yes he's going to be there for a certain period of time i think it was a five-year deal it's a five-year deal but but he's never going to feel the same about that organization he'll try try. he's a professional yeah but there was there is there is repair work to be done Right there is, and I don't know if they, if you know, I'm not saying it's irreparable, but there's repair work to be done on both sides, I'm sure. But it's like, come on, we're nickel and dime, we're missing the point. Amazon missed the point. They had an opportunity, all joking aside, they had an opportunity to hire you, and and they let a few dollars, and they're like, oh, there's five other people. There's not five other Josh Andersons. You're you're not dealing with commodities. I mean, do you want to hire the best? That's what we're talking about here too, right? Yeah. If you want to hire good people, then pay it. Don't like leave them with a good taste in their mouth. And I, I even in this economy. So I, I actually think in this economy, it 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 sort of rewards folks or it incents folks to nickel and dime more. And I would say don't do it. So that the directors listening to the Metacast don't succumb to that. You want to hire good people because these good people are going to be around when the economy switches again, or they're not, or they're not going to be yeah. around, right? So and I, and, and just stop and think, like just pump the brakes as a leader and say, oh, I can't afford that. Yes, you can. Don't don't tell me you can't. You have a significant uh, pool of money that you have or are spending right now. And maybe that was allocated for, I'll talk, leader speak, uh, seven FTEs. Okay, would you rather have seven hires that you have to find to fit into this magical number so that you can have seven people and hope they're good? Or would you rather have four or five absolute rock stars and pay extra? How do you think that's going to turn out after two or three years? I challenge you to go that seven-person team route and then have that turn out better than if you just went out and paid for four to five absolute destroyers and you pair them up and let them go. There's no way you can compete. 
but everybody's tied to oh well hr said that this oh. is this is what the pay is and the ratio so that means i get six like well no push back on that oh that ratio yes hr does studies they do comp studies etc and i i you know with all i respect it. i i get it but at the end of the day put that to the right there's policies procedures hr there's the assessments there's even budget to the point that josh is saying there's all this stuff at the end of the day you're hiring people and what do you want to do what message do you want to send Josh, I, I always, you've heard me say this before, I always put my best foot forward. Yes, I had company constraints, but I would stretch the crap out of those constraints to hire the best people. And I, I don't negotiate. So I, I would put my best dollar, this is, this is the absolute freaking best I can do. And it was like, take it or leave it. And I don't, I wanted to take it. I wanted to take it and I would, God, I would stretch everything. And I think that's the philosophy for folks, whether the economy is up or down, whether you have five people in the queue, negative five people in the queue or a thousand people in the queue. It's like, we're in the business of hiring great people. Do you, yeah. you know what I heard today, Josh, is that Twitter laid off 80% Elon in his infinite. There's an episode I want to get to in the future, or we've gotten there in the past. I want to revisit. Elon. There's a debate there we can have. So I, Oh, I know. I, that, yeah. that, that'll be a good one. That'll be a good one. I know. Are you, are you, I am not an Elon fan, but I can understand some of the moves that he made. Oh, I understand. And yeah. I can argue that they may have been the right ones and time and time will tell, but Exactly. But I was going to bring back the. Oh, yeah. I was going to bring back the eighty percent though. Yeah. What struck me is the Pareto principle, and and to reframe it to folks, it's like, you know, twenty percent of the people are producing eighty percent of the value, and and it's funny that I think he's probably thinking of Pareto in action, Pareto with people, and and so I'm bringing it positively back to hiring, right? And it goes back to your point: Do you want seven heads or do you want five or whatever it is? And do you want quality? Yeah. And are you willing to pay for that quality? Uh, now, I don't know if Elon is willing. You know, I don't know the hiring dynamics there, but I think he's playing Pareto dynamics. And I buy that. And it's not unicorns. I'm not saying hire unicorns, but I'm talking about hiring solid people. And then here it comes. Wait for it. And then doing them a solid. With the greenbacks? By, by giving them the... By making it rain. <laughs> what has happened? Oh, I, Rhiannon. I know, Rhiannon, I know I'm so Black Paladin. I went there. I applied Pareto to people. Please, please take it with a grain of salt. But I do think performance dynamics are there. I, I've actually seen that in, my, in teams that I've worked in, that I've been a part of. Not everyone produces. There's not this equal distribution. Uh, I've really seen Pareto. Now, I don't hire and fire based on that, but it's like, again, let's not get cheap, mm. right? Right. That's pay. And, and I'm not saying pay a premium, Josh. I'm saying pay what people are freaking worth, right? If there were something, right? What, what, what happened to the idea of delighting people? Wouldn't it be cool if someone walks in the door and they feel like you, so they, they think they're worth this and you give them a little bit of a bump above that. Like you, you, you imagine how they, they they're probably coming in the door like bouncing off the walls right they're ecstatic versus remember that that young lady we talked about right 
It's not just lowball. Imagine if she was desperate and she took the job, mm -hmm. right? And she comes in the door. My heart goes out to that's no way for a leader, for an organization to set the stage for someone to come on board. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm ranting. I'm ranting. No, you've never ranted save, before, save us. So we're fine. I actually have a couple different things I'm going to probably rant on. I agree with you 100% because what I want to do is I want to take the thought of money being an issue, being an issue off the table for as long as possible for that person that I hired. Cause I want them to be here. I want to allow them to focus on what we're asking them to focus on and not be yep. thinking, gosh, I wish I was making like $5,000 more. No, just like take that, take that off the table right now and solve that. But to do that, executives, HR leaders, get hiring managers that you really trust and give them a pot of money as opposed to a list of FTEs that they can hire. Let them hire the right people the best way they can. Let them maximize the money that you're allowing them to spend without restraint. I mean, yes, with restraint, right? You obviously don't want to play, pay a single person like a million dollars. Maybe you do. But it's unlikely that that's, that that's the right answer whenever you're going to build a team. But like, let them, let them go find the pieces and shape the puzzle for the need that they have. Because it's unrealistic for the budget process to be able to dynamically define well these are the roles these are the heads these are the Absolutely. FTEs whatever your company says like that's where the problem starts is people have these pre-packaged uh containers of people that that they have to fill out and there's very little wiggle room so whenever I go somewhere the first thing I do is I fight to have it be presented as that bucket and you hired me for a reason. You believe I can build teams. Now let me have the tools to go do that. And if you as an executive are not enabling that, you've already decided you're not going to have the best team possible. Maybe you're okay with that. But you've already set things in motion to constrain people to where right. the quality of folks that come on board and join your team are going to be constrained. Well, and I mean, extend trust to you, Josh. I mean, yeah. there's the money side of it, but what they've said to you as a leader is, is it's sort of, we don't trust you. Right. We have these constraints to control the decisions that you're making. Yeah. Right. Well, well then, so you haven't empowered Josh. I want, yeah. I want Josh to figure out what is the goal? What is the mission? Mm -hmm. And, 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 and then if you've hired him, you've hired him to construct a team to hit that goal. The minute we start doing constraints, you're sub-optimizing what you just hired Josh for. Uh, so, so don't, so don't do that. Hey, Josh, I, as you were talking, I was thinking there, there was this thing. I haven't hired people in a number of years, but I remember having people that talked to me and it was like, use it or lose it. So HR teams would have like oh, budget yeah. and, and it, there was this notion that you got to hire someone in this quarter. Otherwise, otherwise you're going to lose the budget or we're going to transfer the budget to someone else or something yep. like that. Yep. So then people would like hire, you know, they, and there was language, there was coded language around it. Like, Oh, you're looking for a unicorn. Mm -hmm. Oh, don't look for a unicorn. So, so, so take whoever, if there's a walking, breathing body that walks in the door, you need to take them. 
did you ever encounter that? And I think that's a, a variation yeah. of what. Yeah, that's a lesson that I learned at Teradata because I saw it happen, and I I don't ever settle when hiring somebody. So my only option was to optimize the crap out of the hiring process and get insanely yeah. good at it because I didn't want to settle, but also I knew that if I didn't hire on plan then that money was going to get allocated to another department that's hiring on plan, whether they're good hires or not. It didn't exactly. matter. It was just the fact that... That you were on plan. Yeah, exactly. That they had butts in seats. Whether they were good or not, didn't matter at all. Just like, oh, well, they're winning because they hired people. So, and think about, the, again, the messaging, the culture that that that's shaping... Again, I'm not. I'm not suggesting we we hire. There is this notion of a unicorn, right? And and sometimes, folks, you can set the bar too high. I'm not suggesting that, but at the same time, let's hire for excellence. So let's pay, pay them, and look for good ones, and hire good ones, and then give them mission and vision, and get the hell out of their way. I wish there was more of that. Yeah. It, any it, any other aspects? Of, let's switch. Pay it. Hold to on. How to, go I ahead. One more thing. In all of my travels, overpaying is, I don't ever remember it being an issue. The, the more common thing I see is that there's, there's one really good person that they have and everybody considers that a rock star and like, oh gosh, if we just had like four more of those people, right. like then go get them, you know, and, and, and I've had to tell so many companies that person is good, but they're not a unicorn, right? Like that should be the new bar. This person yep. that is your rock yep. star, set that as your bar is who you hire. Don't yep. pretend that you can't go find more of those bobs that are out there. Like there's lots of bobs that are out there. Well, maybe not Bobby G's, but bobs that are out there. So that's often the problem is people just get comfortable and settle. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready to how go about, wherever you want to go. How about well, we wanted to no, but we wanted to flip it to the metacasters to how and you you did this. I'm just yeah. bringing this back to that. We we ranted so a lot of what we just said was for the leaders for for thinking and and transitioning your thinking about this and maybe fighting a different fight. Uh what about people making the case for their value? Uh any any thoughts about that, Josh? We'll go back and listen to our self-advocation episodes because we really dove deep into that but you have to have conviction because you're going to be presented with difficult decisions to make and i went through this in the first part of 23 like early 23 where i was looking at a bunch of different options and it's like well do i settle and then i'm like well i don't settle when i hire it's like well okay but you know pretty kind of need that job and I wouldn't let myself settle and take something um and I get I idealistic about things like that and I know that we've talked about in coaching scrum masters that that just like take just take the job you know and be there for like a year or two and then go find your next place like go and get your chops and make that happen so it's different in the in the career cycle that you are in like i look at myself and i'm like okay well almost 50 
and I'd like to I'd like to retire at some point. So realistically, the the number of jobs I'm going to have in the rest of my career, you can count on one hand. So I felt like I really need to make them count. Um, but you rewind 20 years ago, that would have been a foolish thing to do. You know, so I think you have to understand where in your career you are, what is important to you. And if it's important enough to go fight for that money that you believe you deserve, then you're going to have to put your big girl and big boy pants on because it's going to be difficult. Otherwise, you already would have had that money. Right. So you're going to have to go on a bit of a battle to make it a reality. So I want to I want to go back just a little bit and say you're almost 50 i i mean i thought you were like closer to 60 like 65 or something josh so <laughs> you were rounding up i was rounding really up. rounding up from a pareto point of view to what i believe your age to be oh please don't no no all right all right i apologize for everything i just said <laughs> because i don't want don't you don't want the retaliation. In, I don't want. The, I can't handle the retaliation. Maybe people in chat could put um, what they think your age is, and we can go from that. No, stop. Just stop. No, but what I what I was going to say, I I'm glad you brought up yourself because it's one. I it's something I admire in you. It it's not always comfortable for me, but I admire it in you, and I and I think I want to amplify it for the Metacasters. Is you have self confidence, mm-hmm. you have self belief. And you go out there and you push the envelope for yourself. Unless unless your funding is to the point where you're eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that are constructed in the wrong way. But we won't go there. Um, you know, so so I, I get Metacasters that finances matter and you may need to take it. But if if it's really not there, you need to step in and understand your worth. And, and stick up for yourself. No one else will do that. And Josh isn't just saying that in the Metacast. He, he's had some challenges, right? He's had some career challenges lately. And damn it, he stepped in and he hasn't lost sight of, I'm not chopped liver. I'm Josh Anderson. And these folks need to pay up. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's any magical discussion other than you looking in the mirror and saying, I'm worth it. I'm worth it. I'm right. And then I need to communicate that to, to these folks and be willing to step away and be willing to, and be willing to pivot and step away and not compromise on your, on your self-worth. And I'm not saying overvalue tremendously over, but I'm saying value. There's a, there's a trick that's, it's, it's not a trick. There's a tool that you can use at some point, And I make sure this, discussion happens in person or as in person as it can get via zoom or whatever tool that you're working with somebody on at some point, someone's going to ask you what you expect in pay at that moment. You have to be at your most confident. You have to say that with everything that you believe you have in yourself, right? Get out the suspenders just like Bob did and like puff that chest out a little bit. But don't say it sheepishly or don't um, bring the number down because you're worried. Say what you think you're worth and say it with conviction and pride. And that is that that makes it clear to the hiring company that, okay, that's what this person thinks that they're worth. 
they might not like it, but I can tell you that they're going to appreciate that directness and they might be willing to go fight for a little bit more because they want somebody to come in right. that has that capability to step into a pressure packed situation and say, here's what I believe the right answer to be is. Right. Even, even in this economy, Metacasters, and I know it's challenging. I know. And again, there's a little variation based on where you're at financially, but not much. Mm -hmm. Stand up for yourself. I'm really, you deserve to be, that's this episode. This is the pay up episode. And you need to sort of be courageous and, and demand that and not waffle on that so much. Be fair with it, but be firm with it. Yeah. And, and, and go ahead. And going back to the football angle, this is something that, you know, folks have said throughout the years that I started to apply to myself because there have been times in my career where I've talked about the pay that I'm after and certain friends of mine, I won't name them, uh, but they were suspenders at various times have said, <laughs> have said, you're crazy. Like there's no, there's no way. Right. But it's, it's the old thing with the quarterbacks that get paid a lot of money is, and, and folks question that. Of like you know why are you paying that 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 person two hundred and fifty million dollars or whatever the number is and that person is worth exactly what someone's willing to pay that exactly it's not exactly. like Lamar just wrote a check to himself for a quarter of a billion dollars no someone decided that this person is worth that much to our organization to our team yep. to our company that we're going to invest this in him and the payback is going to like, it's going to be there. So you yep. have to have that same thing when, because there's times Bob, when I've said, am I freaking crazy saying this number? Um, because I'm not sure other people are saying that number. And that's like one of those things where um, you don't always know what other people are getting paid. So you have a belief of the numbers, this, and then if you're bold and you put it out there, it's like, did I just shoot myself in the foot? But in that moment, you have to remember you're worth exactly what someone is willing to pay you. What one person is willing to pay you it doesn't mean the whole world has to pay that, but you have to find that one that values you like that. Again, existing monetary situation determines where on that spectrum that you go, but you're never going to achieve the thing if you don't put it out there. Right. Well, we I think a historical Metacast, I don't know which one, but you we talked about doing market analysis. I think something that's that's been unstated so far is and you 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 do this and you know this, Josh, you've done informal market analysis. Mm -hmm. So you've talked to peers, you've talked to recruiters, you've talked to you know, you've you've looked at the you've looked inside yourself and said, This is what I'm worth. What would I be willing to pay for myself? And then you come up with a number. So it's not, it's sort of a real, it may be high. Now you have an inclination towards high value, yeah. right? And and I don't, and that's why I argue with you. It's not, I'm not arguing your value. It's <laughs> I'm know. arguing with you yeah. because of comfort zone. Yeah. You're, you're saying something that I would, right? <laughs> that I would never say, yeah. but it's that, but it's, it's that market analysis is important. But once you, once you, once you understand that and you don't lowball yourself, then then you want that pay it position the other thing i want to say is i don't and keep me honest josh it because i don't know if this is still true nowadays but i remember recruiters used to lowball me and they were trying to get paid so from their point of view they would talk me down before i would 
either before or during the process to get my numbers to a point so that they could get the sale, right? And if they thought that I was being a little rambunctious on my value, they might, so forget the company, the recruiters. So I generally, what I'm saying is sort of ignore, ask recruiters, but take what they say with a grain of salt, particularly the recruiter that's representing you now for a role now. And don't let them lowball you. Yeah. Don't let anyone lowball you. What is that? Is that a historical anomaly? Um, no, I think it depends on. I think the company and how they roll, and how they get paid. Because, yes, and even how that recruiting company, where they are in their life cycle with that company. If yeah. they're early in the life cycle with a company, uh -huh. they are going to want to get as many people in the door and become that like trusted, like, Hey, You're yeah, right. if you need You're people, right. you can, you can count on us and we are going to get them and we're going to get them for you pretty cheap. Yeah. Then there's this other flavor that is, we're going to get you the best and it's going to cost you a fair amount of money and they are willing to fight on your side because when you get paid more, they get paid more. Exactly. So, yeah. So there's a spectrum. Most of the like big box places that are in every city and all and all and all those things are going to try and get bodies in and revenue coming into yeah. a company and all yeah. that stuff. But the smaller boutique ones are more willing to fight for you because they're also fighting for themselves. But also when they believe in you, they're going to have a willingness to step in and say that. But it just depends on the type of firm that you're working with so again no. it's not a single size fits all but there's circumstances that affect that no no that's a good nuance and i i agree with you did you just use the word boutique i did in a sentence boutique I, then you did it again boutique <laughs> Boo, <laughs> depending if you're in the south it's a yeah. boutique yeah. It, it, exactly did we anything else we missed on this that you again coming back to center pay up Pay up. Yeah, I, I think to summarize, it is for leaders out there that are doing the hiring. Yep. Hit the pause button. Don't forget hit it. Like slam the pause button and evaluate what you're doing. As uh, your process, that. your budgeting approach, set the stage where the best you can do is mediocre. And then if it is like that, reevaluate it and try and get to a place where you can empower the hiring managers and leaders with a bucket of money that they can go find the right people. And if they decide to hire three instead of four, so what? If those three are rock stars, then it's a job well done. Do you want a handful of rock stars or do you want a handful of, you know, middle of the road folks? You decide. Um, and uh, there are companies that are fine with that. So um, while we think everybody should operate like that, there are companies that are like, yeah, we're fine. Um, and then for the, individuals being hired it's a conviction and a willingness to set the number at what you think it is and stick there and I be uncomfortable <laughs> you know uncomfortable. and yeah and wring your hands a little bit but value yourself yeah you're bet you're betting there's this notion it comes back to football man i can't believe i'm linking it back to football again man i love this no, no, but isn't there's the expression that they're betting on themselves? Yes. The quarterback, they didn't take the deal, and there's some they're taking a risk uh and for this year. 
and they're looking for a longer term deal. And I love that notion. I don't know much about the football, but I love the notion that someone is betting on themselves. They're looking in the mirror. I think Lamar did this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I am worth this. Independent of what someone is willing, because clearly the Ravens didn't see it that way early on. Uh, but but they paid him. And so it's like that look in the mirror and that's the conviction is what I'm reminding everyone of. Hey, Josh, I had an epiphany and it hurt. Uh, but we won't talk about the pain level. Um, and I was thinking maybe this goes to our next Metacast of talking about onboarding. I'm wondering if a nice sort of extension to this conversation, like pay up, and then the dynamics of welcoming. So this is just, I'm just getting you to think about it. But maybe we talk about this with Rihanna next week. Is what what does excellent onboarding look like? You mean it's not, oh, hey, I paid you a lot of money. Make it happen. Exactly. Or, or yeah. that's, what, that's a problem. So, that's what I do. Oh, okay. No, that's right. That's right, Josh. You keep doing that. <laughs> you pay a lot of money. Yeah. Give them a, I give them a cardboard box and they get their computer in two and a half months. Yep. Yeah. And how's that working for you, my friend? <laughs> so uh, maybe, maybe onboarding because I think I, it's not just a one time. So pay them. But it's not this one time. Then you can't just dust your hands and say, well, I paid you now. And, and, and one last thing I want to make sure people going through the hiring process stop and think about. Why would you, should you put a number out there that might be a little bit more than what you're comfortable with? Because over the coming years, your likelihood to increase your salary to that number is going to be pretty low because you're going to be in a position where the company has like a 2%, 3% budget yeah. where yeah. that gets smeared across the entire company. So for you to get to that number that you think that you're worth, it's going to take you a decade plus. So you have a handful of opportunities in your career to move the number forward in the direction that you think it needs to be. And don't go into what, like the number of times where I've made the mistake of, hey, we're gonna bring you in at this number, and then after X, Y, and Z, we're gonna bump you up to this number. That never happened for me, never. And I fought like crazy to go get the things that were in the contracts that I signed. And of course, I eventually leave those places, but you have, every time you change a job, that's a, huge opportunity for you to right size your pay because if you just wait to do it inside of a company it's going to take you forever and not just you leaving it could be a layoff and i know it's hard and i know it's scary but these are these rare opportunities to shift forward so it's almost independent you were fired we'll reframe for whatever reason you were laid off reframe this is, it's still an opportunity of, of how do you revalue yourself and you deserve to get paid. Yep. Uh, Josh, that's a wonderful, that's like a mic drop at the end. That was beautifully like done, beautifully done, my friend. So from, from rainy, slightly cloudy, Cary, North Carolina. And brightening up Fuquay Arena, North Carolina. I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake. And bake. Take care, y'all.